Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights here with Rich Klein. We're going to bat around an idea that I've been stewing about for a while. Free is not always a good deal, but frequently it's a good deal in the hobby. If somebody offers to give you something, is it possible to just say no? <laughs> but thank you, sponsors. Top Spinini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Card, Burbank Sports Cards, Comsey.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So welcome, Rich. The closest thing to a free lunch that you give that is a good deal is your card show. It hasn't been for a while, but the admission, even though it's a dollar, that's a suggested donation, and, and people get a lot more than that from it. So free is a good deal there, or close to free, but sometimes free is not. Not always. We were blessed with so many donations. Okay. I used my office at work as a storage <laughs> unit. We also had a storage unit we were paying for. You know, fortunately, so we, free cost you. Free cost us because yeah. I, I had a policy never turn down a donation. Yeah. But a lot of times we would get the cards we gave away back because people would pull the few cards they wanted and then return the rest. Okay, and this is hypothetical. But what if I said, you know, I got some cards that I'd like to give somebody that's listening to the podcast. And they said, what's well, great? Just send me the postage. <laughs> Send me $20 and I'll fill up a, a flat rate. Uh, the cards are free, but the postage is $20. I don't know that I'd get that many takers. Now, if they thought they were going to be 56 tops or something, they'd say, hey, I'll take as many boxes as you have. But free cards, and, and we see that on eBay and other venues. In fact, that's one of the edges of ComC is that you could buy a card for a penny on eBay, but have $4 of postage. And on ComC, it's 74 cents and you just... You know, it can move into your county. You pay a quarter for postage. So free is not always free. Right. And the other thing is about the box and all that, you know, I never turned down the donation. But sometimes I almost wish I did. And I say this kiddingly. Our late friend, Bruce Painter, yeah. would tell me he had stuff. And I'll go, uh, go ahead. And, and he sent me some really good prizes. He sent me really good cards. One day he sends me a Facebook message. I just bought this box, and I've talked about this, with 5,089 Donruss Tom, Tom Prince. Prince. Yeah. You've gotten those cards, too. Well, you stuck a few in my... What am I going to do? The the opposite of free... Do I have to pay somebody to take them? <laughs> well, I had 5,000. I know. They're, they're gone, so... You gave me a brick of 50, maybe. Yeah, we told anybody, if anybody ever got a brick of 50 and mentioned it, we'd just give them another bag, okay, because well, that was not... Yeah, well, I got but, a bunch of bags, and, <laughs> and it's okay. Cards have value... But it's the reason why card shows, it's cash and carry. We really are in a situation in the junk wax area era for sure, is that even if the cards were free, you can't afford to have them mailed to you. No, two things. It's a very labor-intensive business to sort cards. Nowadays, it's even worse. Very cost-prohibitive to ship cards. Or store them. Or store them. You have to have a barn. Actually, I had a you barn. You had a barn. <laughs> and it had a lot of cards in it at one time. And now I don't have so many cards that need a barn. But, but storage is not free either. As you found out, handling, if somebody sent you a monster box for free of cards and there was one really good card in there. This happened to me. I had a box of Pro Set, total junk, probably football, 91, 92, whatever. And so I'm looking through them. or Maybe they're Pro-Line. Anyway, there are more than 5,000 cards in a super monster box because they're so thin. Yeah. I go through there, junk, 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 Muhammad Ali. Flip it over, autographed. One good card in the whole box. Now I have a problem that I have 4,999 bad cards. <laughs> and uh, I can't ship them anywhere. But the one card made up for it. You can buy a monster box for 10, 15, 20 bucks now still. But that's what it costs to ship it. Yeah. If you shipped it somewhere. 
Yeah. And, and it's pretty amazing. I thought you were going to come where you found some Bill Belichick rookies in there. I I probably did too, but the autograph card is better. Yeah. 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 I have the Belichick card books at three, four dollars. It's not exactly okay. So let's go back to the the Super Monster box, five thousand cards. Somebody gave it to you. Your time to go through it, maybe let's say it's an hour. Time has some value, even if you enjoy doing it. We enjoy doing it. Yeah. But to find uh, Mr. Rogers, for example, in one of the hockey sets, he's ninety-one. Pro Jim set Belushi. Hockey. Yeah, they were ninety-one uh, pro set yeah. hockey fans. I remember. You know the Bill Belichick uh, rookie card, Bill Cower. You know, a Bill Cower rookie card only looks at maybe fifty cents or a dollar in ninety-two. That's it. He's a Hall of Famer. I think that's under under. Uh, there's a. I think there's a lot of stuff, and I mean, I, but it's so overproduced. But it's the only card, and people don't realize it. Yeah. I think it's undervalued. I mean, I tell people there's a basketball rookie card that books at a dime that's in the Hall of Fame, but he's a very minor rookie. Sarunas Marcelonis. Oh, Marcelonis, yeah. There's, there are rookie cards of him that book at a dime. He's in because yeah. he's an international player. Right, right. But he's a Hall of Famer, and they're listed as a dime. But you can't corner the market. But you can't. Oh, no. Because if you try to do that, you'd have to buy monster boxes of those sets and try to pull. And if they were sorted, again, the nightmare is to get a free box of unsorted, multi-sport, maybe including some non-sport stuff in there and going through it. Because then it's, it's, it's much harder to go through an unorganized. There might be something good in there, but it's like going through a landfill. You know, looking for the. With I mean, and honestly, a, a lot of a lot of times when I or Raymond and I would go through the boxes, especially the overproduced era boxes, are, we weren't necessarily looking for cards to pull out in any way. We were looking for cards to junk into the trash because the condition was so bad. If we saw creases in cards that were bad, or they were marked up in their eighty-eight Donruss Commons and they had some problems, we would just trash well, them. Well, this is one of the things I batted around with Bill Huggins of Huggins and Scott. Is it addition by subtraction? You can actually get a higher price for the lot if you take out stuff that would be perceived as a throw-in. But you know, I bought a lot from him before years ago, something like that, that had a bunch of publications in it. If he'd taken the publications out. People would have bid more. Yeah. But there was a lot of weight in the publications. And there, this is terrible, but you know, some of the publications were Beckett monthlies. Okay. Well, that is, that was so hurtful. But in the 90s, Jim, in the 90s, we were producing a million copies of the Okay. But I'm just saying the free is not always a good deal. So that was a throw in on the deal. And I wish he'd have thrown them out. It would not have hurt my feelings, (laughs) but it would have been a little strange. Well, you know, people give me Beckett monthlies or will ask me and I tell them basically the first 20 are really good. And then from that point on, it's, it's if you like the cover, keep it. Yeah. The first five, six, seven are pretty tough. Yeah. In fact, the, the two, three, four, five, I think, are all tougher than number one. People don't realize that. But that's not free. No. <laughs> that's not free. But I think you could get free magazines. Oh, you know, yeah. If you said, if you put an ad on Craigslist or in the newspaper or something like that, or just batted around on Facebook or something, said, I'd like to get some free baseball and football publications. I think people would say, just give me your address. And they would drive them over. Again, they're paying the gas to give you. And if you thought, hey, I'm, re- I'm trying to build a library of... Now, if, if they were all Dallas Cowboy media guides or something like you'd probably sell those. But, yeah. I've had, but free, you've got to store them. You've got to organize them. I've had people buy collections, buy what they wanted, and then say, oh, Rich, I've already spoken to this person. Go to this address, and he's got cards for you on the porch. Okay. In other words, it, he bought what he wanted, but he didn't want everything. And he gave me an address and said, "Go. here's the rest of the guy's cards. He'll just give them to you. Well, is this a variation on the concept that you have espoused of when you're buying a collection, you look at the collection quickly, you determine what the key cards are there, you could get your money back, and that's your offer. And yes. then anything else 
is quote unquote free. It's not really free. It should be your profit or your gravy. So you're not really putting a value on it. It has some value, but there may be some cards in there that really have no value. Well, you know, if you're not really counting now, for example, let's say you had a 5,000 count box and it was in your order and it's sixties and seventies. You knew that there were 72 high numbers in there. Yeah. And you knew that even creased, you can get $3 each on the 72 high numbers. That's a baseline, right? That's there. a baseline. And you knew there were a hundred in there and you just did a quick search. You could say, I can pay you 300 for this box yeah. because you know, you're going to get 300 there. I'm assuming every one of those hundred are common or close to common because there's 131 cards in the last series. Yeah. So let's say that's your offer and you take it. And then the, the thing is 69 to 88. You may not want to deal with the 81 to 88 cards. I'm going a step further. This is a five row super monster box and two or three of the rows have 60s or 70s football or whatever. And you got some 80s stuff. The last two rows have a junk wax era. My point is the person would be better off taking those out. Yeah. Because it just sours the I, barrel. I, yeah. I once bought when I was running shows at the hotel, I once bought a collection from this guy for $25. The problem was he showed me what turned out to be the worst box. So that was to his detriment. You that would have paid t- him more. I would have paid him more yeah. because the first box was so bad. It's like, I'll give you 20. Okay. And he's got four more boxes or something. I'll give you $25 for everything. There's nothing in here, which was true. Right. And since I was paying, even though 98% went to the synagogue, I was paying. So I said, I've got a right to look through sure, sure. for me. I'm looking through, oh, there's nothing in here. The last box had four Derek Jeter rookies in it. If you lead off with that box, I probably pay you a hundred. You're right that sometimes less is more, but then. Did you ever have a philosophical dilemma of when we were doing the price guides and doing the almanacs, especially? I don't know that we went below nickel for a card, but some cards almost, I guess if you said, I want that card, you should pay a nickel or Rob Veris. I don't know that he's. Rob Veris always said nothing should be right, a quarter or 50 cents. But you could get it for free. If you just got a group of cards. So that we had that dilemma of putting a price on a card that, that had very little individual demand to where it'd be a throw in on a deal. But well, it nominally would be worth a nickel I dime always, quarter. I always tried to do it backwards. It worked pretty well for me. So if you had a 50 card set that was a $20 set, yeah. I would start with the cards at a 50 cent. Then I didn't even have to worry. These college sets could have. Yeah, some, yeah. The, the players haven't developed yet. Then they're 50 cents or a dollar. They're 50 cents or a dollar. Today, knowing things like Com C, you could be 50 cents. You can cents. put them out there. Yeah. You can put them out there at that price. It's actually easier. And to- be ready to take offers. The problem with that is when something is like that, when there's no real established value, dare I say, you take the offer. <laughs> you don't it's say, a- let's negotiate, unless you're the only one that has that card, and it's really a tough card. Otherwise... You get an offer for a card that's easy to get, that's a no-name, just take the quarter or whatever it is. Exactly, take the quarter. And, you know, and sometimes you can actually get more money because it's the person's family buying the card. You know, well, I don't knowingly charge more if it's somebody no. that's related. I'd actually want to charge less, but you can't know that. Do you know back in 1981, there was a rookie pitcher, I believe, for the Royals. I think he may even pitch for the Yankees later, named Mike Armstrong. Yeah. Well, his mom put an ad buying his cards in Baseball Hobby News for like a quarter each. There were a lot of people who were thrilled. There were other people who saw the name and said, you're his mom. Here are the cards. I love that. Yes. So free is good in that situation. Free was good in that situation where people wanted to take care of the mom. A lot of times I used to, if it was a quarter card, it was the last card somebody needed for a set. Here, take the card. I don't don't want to charge you a quarter to complete your set. You know, because you wanted them to have a good feeling to to complete their set. 
Yeah. Yeah, and every year postage gets a little bit more. So, you know, to mail one card, like I said, the Com C advantage is if you're if you're buying a card of an obscure player, you're not going to get clobbered yeah. on the postage. Mike Summer talks about switching to advanced seller mode on Com C and buying cards for a penny. Yeah. <laughs> and then transferring over to his account and then marking them up. So I told him, I said, anything under 50 cents is, a, is in fact, a 40 cent card on Com C, if you were going to submit it, that's sort of like negative 10 cents. I could send it in and pay 50 cents, or I could buy yours at 40 cents, and I'm a dime better off. So I'm better than free. Well, we talked about this on Hobby Hotline recently yeah. with the uh, graded cards in slabs, and I've been selling yeah. a lot of them. Uh, I, I don't think I have a graded card under $20 right now. Go to my account on ComC, Rich. I've got a few I, left. I'm, I mean, shocked I just have that, I'm shocked you have any well, left. I, I am shocked, too. They're not great cards, but it's probably less than the cost of the plastic. <laughs> It doesn't make it free, but it's free in a comparative sense. If you're going to pay 20 bucks to get something graded, why wouldn't you pay 20 bucks for a 10 or a 9.5 or something? And I'll tease a future discussion. We, we were talking when we were looking through the Pacific things about the cost of a player's autograph and how much it comes yeah. when it books. And sometimes these card companies, it wasn't just Pacific. I know many years ago at a backup meeting, we talked about Larry Walker. was It was $50 each for a Larry Walker autograph, and it comes out at $20. And the card companies are paying more for the autograph than what the collectors are paying for the card. Why would you pay that much money when you can just buy it on the secondary market cheaper than it costs you today? Which exactly. is a subject for a different... But again, and there are some autographs, they're not free, but the, the, the price really goes down when the demand goes down. And then you could say, well, I get that for free. But the cost of marketing, storing, shipping, all that stuff, free is not always a great deal, so... Thanks, Rich. We hopefully didn't pop everybody's balloon that if somebody offers you some free cards, you probably should say thank you. <laughs> I never turned down a donation. And, uh, but again, the, the goal for me is to continue to make the hobby fun. I love going through cards. Rich does too. So don't, do not send me cards though. I, I will order cards if I want them. If you have cards you want to give away, give I'll them to Rich. Them. Rich take will them. take them. Anyway, thanks everybody. Be back again tomorrow with another episode. The man in the house of cards.